it was it's worth reading. It's a it's an interesting storyline. I mean, you know, because of Nico's uh, growing ubiquity and other Marvel stuff, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like how it turns out pretty much. But pretty it's much. Worth, yeah, it's worth reading the run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Worth a read. Why not? Um, you know what else is worth a read? What's that? Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Pixlet. My name is Kevin. With me, as always, is Phil. Hello. And today on the show, we're uh, continuing on with Marvel's Midnight Suns, the uh, Infernal Rising. And you know what's I just noticed is really sad on the back cover is they called it that because it says to the plot blockbuster video game is that Midnight Suns didn't ultimately end up selling very well. Didn't um, it? No. So Oh, that's a shame. That is a big shame. Kind of, I think they kind of assumed then based on They this, kind of yeah. assumed that it would oh. and it didn't. Um I think probably because there's not a lot of name familiarity with the with the Midnight Suns. Like right. you can slap Avengers on some bullshit and it'll sell, but uh Midnight like who are the Midnight Suns? I don't get it. <laughs> you know, and I and the only reason I knew about it uh, as it was gearing up to be released was the fact that I'm a Firaxis junkie. Uh, yeah, like that was it. Uh, I didn't hear much about it. I didn't see a lot of hype for it. And yeah, after it released, I heard a lot of people talking about it, but I didn't. Yeah, um, like it's like people were talking about like, oh yeah, it's like a sneaky game of the year. And it's so funny. <laughs> it's like I, I think it just uh, it it just never translated to sales uh, necessarily, which is a shame. That's a shame. That is a shame uh, because it kind of puts any puts a damper on any hope for uh, a sequel. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, huh. it, it was enjoyable while it lasted, and I know there's D- DLC still on the way. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'll, I'm sure they got all I'll kinds take, of good stuff for that. I'll take what I can get, and then people yeah. are going to be like, "Ah, for Axis, now give us XCOM three. See, right. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be basically the same game with a couple of new bells and whistles, but all the exact same bugs from the first and second game will still be unaddressed, and you're gonna gobble it up, you idiots." Like uh, we're gonna, we're like Firex is like, how about we try something new with a card battler. Uh, ex uh, 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 Marvel game, and they're like, no, and they're like, do you want the same XCOM game rehashed over and over again? And yeah. and the audiences said yes, yes, please, <laughs> more of that, please, <laughs> more of that, please. Um, no, I'm sure Why? XCOM three will be great whenever they get around to it. As whenever. will Civ, as as will Civ seven. Um, yeah. Either way, they're getting my money. Who am I kidding? Either way, they're getting our money. Yeah. Who are we kidding? Yeah. Who are we yeah, to it's judge? True. It's true. We have no leg to stand on in this fight. So, yeah. So uh, we left off uh, chapter no. five. You're going to take the, the Fez. Take we didn't fez even talk off. about the Fez. <laughs> we didn't talk about my, the Fez. The show just started and fez. you had it on. The yeah. gaming Fez. <laughs> My new gaming Fez. Fez O'Rama. I am not being paid by them, but I I, I adore them now. Look, it's it's so soft. It's beautiful velvet. And it fits and your head, which is a <laughs> pretty big feat. I uh I measured my head and found out I'm a 4X, according to them. <laughs> uh what's the actual hat size? A 25, and that's mighty big. That um, is a large, that is a man's head right there. I got a whole lot of noggin. 
Uh, but by God, I sat down, it got mailed to me on my Friday night, which is my gaming night. And I put it on and enjoyed a drink and played some video games wearing my fez. And it was, it's the new ritual now, baby. That's just who I am now. I'm a fez guy. Do you you order pizza on Friday too? Is, is, is. I used to. Now I get I get boneless wings almost every Friday um, night uh, after I'm it. done getting hammered. It is uh, it's it's not a it's not much of a ritual, but it's mine. Ninety nine percent of the games that I talk about during what are you playing are games that I've consumed on a Friday night. So there you go. Consumed alongside boneless wings and gin, I assume. Gin, gin. and wine. Yeah, and uh, when I get and 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 uh, and the I go the the only breaks I take are after I start getting uh, drinky enough that I wander out into the living room, find my wife, and tell her how much I love her because I'm that drunk. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'm the I love you man drunk. So and yeah. she lives with me, so she can't get away. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, and you, it's you just good. you just you just interrupt her programs, the programs yeah. that she's watching. Yeah, I, and, uh, I interrupt her watching Fleabag for the nineteenth time, and uh, and I just, I just love you so much. I just I love our life together. And she's like, okay, sweetheart, go back and play your sieve. I'm like, okay, I'm sure I, yeah, I'm not sure I could watch Fleabag more than once. It was a lot of, uh, I don't know, something. I liked it. Don't get me I, wrong. I still haven't seen it. Uh, she adores it. It's, it's, it's great. For it was it was a great show. I guess what was it two seasons or something like that. Yeah, two um, seasons. It's it's just one of those shows with a lot of downer moments. Um, oh sure. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, chapter five, magic is in limbo, doing some light research uh, to figure out who is part of the triumvirate. Uh, yeah. And she runs through a list of names. She's like, nah, it can't be this person. Can't be this person. Can't be this person. Um, and then she's like, Satana Hellstrom. That's an interesting name. Let's, uh-huh. let's, let's, let's figure, let's see, see what old Satana is doing these days. So she like connects with a demon that is on her friends list. Um, that lives in Satana's realm. Literally. That's, that's kind of like the, the way I, <laughs> I mean, you're not that far from it. It's like it's a limbo demon, right? It's like it's, it's a and, limbo and, demon that's yeah. hanging out in Satana's hell realm. <laughs> it's, it's it's one of these moments that it's like I talked about in the last episode how Blade is kind of like the alpha uh, team member, if you will. But the more you look into it, the more you're like magic's kind of OP as shit. Like she's got a whole realm that she's the queen of. Like she's. Yeah. Yeah. And and she's like near on godlike when she's in limbo itself. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she like she connects with a demon and she uses that demon to interview another demon who is hanging out in Satana's throne room. And the other demon's like, yeah, Satana hasn't been here for like days. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Uh, they left looking for some Varkath star. No clue. And then the demon re- like continues partying in satana's absence and uh magic is like oh well that sounds like the star we're looking for yeah and uh (laughs) we may we may have nailed it (laughs) we may have nailed it heads back to the abbey to discuss with caretaker um caretaker meanwhile is uh uh 
she begins to um, study books and stuff where where this Varkath star could be. Um, and during this segment, we get a lot of backstory and and kind of emotional backstory between her and Agatha um, while she's looking through the books to figure out where it must be. And it like, ah, it's in Transia. Okay, it's in mm-hmm. a vault in Transia. Let's do it. Let's let's get going. And the entire team is coming. She's learned her lesson. It's it's let's go full full team Midnight Suns. Let's do it. Um, meanwhile, meanwhile, uh, Zarathos is impatient and wants to find the amulet, um, which is the, the Zark Varkath star thing that we we referenced earlier. You mean our, our 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 Chad demon is impatient and ready to go and get his fuck on? That's the that's Chad, crazy. That's mad. The chaddest of Chad demons. Uh, Zarathos, uh, he doesn't, he, to be fair, he does not want to get his fuck on. Uh, no, that's true. He makes a point of saying he doesn't like sex anymore. (laughs) He's like, he's given up sex because it's a waste of time. Um, I mean, it doesn't, he doesn't sound too far off from that type. I think, you know, the type, I mean, (laughs) he'll be investing in cryptocurrency. He'll be investing in cryptocurrency, uh, very soon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, so he's like, come on, let's go. We got to do it. And Satan is like, all right, fine, uh, you big dumb idiot. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so when they get there, um, Fen is using like his stuff to kind of try to like hide them or whatever. And Zarathos is, uh, they get there and Zarathos is like not strong enough to really do anything. And he goes to Satan is like, I just need a little bit of your strength. And Satan is like, she like, opens up just like the tiniest like thimble of like hell energy to him. And he gets all like, like buff and ready to, to, to rock. Um, and then he notices that the midnight suns are not that far away from them. Mm-hmm. And he casts this little spell uh, on Robbie to split Robbie from the vengeance, the spirit of vengeance. So, the spirit of vengeance is kind of like what it plus spirit of vengeance plus a person is what makes a ghost rider. Like they, they do the fusion dance and that's, you got to have the two parts yeah. to have to have a ghost rider. Right. Spirit of vengeance on its own is just kind of like a wild force of, um, well, vengeance, so to speak. Yeah. He's a guilt machine, basically. Yeah. He's a guilt machine. He's Catholic, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah it's a Catholic guilt machine like that's just and that's and that's what he does he like it it, it was su- it was such because I didn't know that that was really interesting lore they drop in here where it's just like when separated from the host it does it's completely un uh uh it has no interest in who you are why uh it should fight it, it's anybody is fair game right for trying to get retribution of some kind Sure. Yeah. And it throws every little thing you ever did in your face. So in uh, so we're in chapter six now, and the untethered spirit of vengeance uh, does a group penance stare for each of the midnight suns. Uh, Phil, do you know what the penance stare of Ghost Rider of Ghost Rider's powers? Do you know what the penance stare is? It's like, it's like an area of effect attack, basically. I mean, it's it's. We get a whole chapter, basically, of him forcing them to relive 
um, moments where they've hurt people or let people down or otherwise just dropped the ball uh, so that they are just eating themselves alive with guilt. Basically, the idea is it's it's an AOE attack, uh, first and foremost, to put it in gamer terms. And he basically forces everyone in the general vicinity to relive any moment in their life uh, in their lives where they hurt someone or betrayed someone. It just basically throws in your face all of your failures and kind of cripples you uh, with guilt and doubt. And yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's very effective. It's a very effective super attack. effective. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's super effective. So uh, one by one, the book goes through each person's, uh, their worst moment, basically. Mm-hmm. So we have a we have a moment that happened like a decade ago, where Blade uh, Blade was uh, in his like hunger, full Bram Stoker Dracula vampire <laughs> mode, uh, and he kills a a worker in a subway. Um, and the story it goes through this entire like story about how the guy was you know he had a family and mm-hmm. the, the guilt rippling out from this guy's death how it affected so many other people and blade feels it all yeah like the pain of everybody missing him the pain of the guy's death the pain of what he could become uh that was like the future that was ripped away from him like every aspect of this guy and this is just like one this is just one guy that blade kills oh yeah that he remembers and and you know uh, there are more there are more you know there are more but it the the weight of it mm-hmm. um you're gonna carry that weight um, oh boy you're gonna carry that weight uh we go over to magic and she has to reflect on the time that she genocided limbo. Um, yeah. <laughs> which fair, fair, fair. maybe a little um, bit of guilt is due uh, in a it, moment like that. It was a, a it was a uh, mission with when she was part of the X-Men and uh, she was trying to save some people and she absorbs all of limbo's power, which included Every single blade of grass, every single being, innocent or not, that mm-hmm. lived in limbo, she absorbed their essence, basically. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, magic. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. That's that's a lot. Um, you didn't think that anyone was going to make Blade seem like tame by comparison yeah. in terms of sheer murder kill. Exactly. I don't. And... Here's the thing. I'm not exactly I'm not 100 percent sure what X-Men storyline that's uh, referencing, because it feels like a lot of times these things are referencing like a specific like she became a bad guy briefly. And I don't demon child demon child. Yeah, I wouldn't. I I think that's what it is. It has probably had something to do with that. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then uh, we have uh, Nico whose guiltiest moments are she made people feel bad. Right. <laughs> the, mo- 
most the most emo. <laughs> I I'm I'm whiny and petulant and oh no, people don't like me. It's like people I don't kill, like I kill billions of people in a, in a flash of light. It's like oh, I I'm kind of passive aggressive sometimes. <laughs> It really does feel a little like when the uh, when the uh, when the potential boss asks you like what are your faults what are your flaws and you go sometimes I care too much you know <laughs> yeah that Nico gives these sometimes I care too much answer right to to, <laughs> to the spirit of vengeance on the on the penance stair right um, and then it it cuts over to caretaker and she's like uh, racked with the guilt of basically all of the. Her like fellow soldiers in uh, from the Abbey and all that dying around her uh, falling and, and all that stuff. And then caretakers like, wait a minute, I don't feel guilty at all. And she snaps out of it. Literally, that's pretty much what happened. She'd be the one. She'd be the one for that. She's like, oh, that's stupid. Guilt's for stupid people. Fuck it. And she just negs herself out of guilt and and just you freaking idiot. Don't be you only morons are guilty and just gets out of it. It's so she, she gets out of it and she casts a spell and, and is able to fix a, like fuse the goat, the uh, uh, spirit of vengeance back and back to Robbie. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're in chapter seven now and Zarathos and company jump into the pit uh, where the vault is and they use just like so much magic. They use yeah. so much magic. They're trying to open this thing. It is not opening and Zarathos just gets so tuckered out. Yeah, it's like he's like. <laughs> magic the magic equivalent of like just kicking the car uh as hard as you can to get it to start basically at, at <laughs> one point satana is talking is it's so the chapter is told or uh, told from satana's point of view and she's like watching him like dig and she he is she's like he could have just used a spell to clear all this away but yeah. he's like flexing his biceps He's like moving big rocks with his arms and flexing and just looks like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it every time it's from Satana's point of view. She's like, oh, this guy is just the worst. It, it's it's I adore how she's written Satana. And, and every time it's her point of view, the whole book brightens, uh, yeah. which is really weird and rare for your main villain. Uh, that that the total attitude of the book shifts uh, to this level of like just kind of fun frivolity almost. Yeah. And that's our bad guy. That's hilarious <laughs> to me. I can't I can't think of any other examples of that happening. <laughs> she's the best. She's um, great. I adore her. She's my mass, favorite character. I mean, she's killed so many people so far. So many. She's she's. <laughs> tormented so many but so is magic and we're supposed to pull for her so fuck it yeah you know? i mean come on fuck it you know whatever 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 <laughs> whatever 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 man <laughs> um so and then satana realizes um that outside caretaker has cast like basically a gigantic spell uh that would just absolutely wreck their shit mm. um if they get caught up in it so satan is like all right Good, good try, buddy. Good, yeah, good effort. And yeah. she portal portals them back, back oh, uh, out of the out of the vault area. Um, <laughs> the the midnight suns uh, then drop into the pit and they begin investigating the vault and they realize that it's closed. Basically, it's it 
it's what a what amounts to a magic timer. Um, yes, it's it's not going to open before it's time. And there's literally nothing that anyone can really do right now. You can't to, force it open. Basically, You can't yeah. force it open. There's no forcing it open. It's supposed to open like on the alignment or something mm-hmm. like that. You, you can't do anything. Yeah. Um, so they head back to the Abbey and they begin to decompress from the mission. And um, they're going to they're going to head out on on another one. Um, yeah, pretty they, quickly. They, Pretty quickly. This is like pretty much the same day. Um, I want to point out that the only person who does anything after the penance stare moments is Nico. Yeah. Who apologizes to Blade for how she can sometimes be a whiny brat. Yeah. And Blade's like, what the fuck ever, man? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. It's kind of like it's it. There is a level of you know those of us who suffer from anxiety. There's there is a level of that old this this notion you read all the time about the the, the funny thing about having a terrible self esteem or anxiety is that there can often be a level of narcissism attached to it uh, inadvertently where you basically have to you have to think that people are thinking about you all the time right. uh, for your anxieties to be true. And it's one of the ironies of anxiety. And <laughs> it's it's I, I've got to imagine in a world where you're literally fighting against unholy demons on a daily basis. Um, it's got to be extra surreal uh, for someone right. to come up and go, sorry if I was being a little passive aggressive to you earlier. It's like, motherfucker, we were just killing a four headed snake demon. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that. I wasn't thinking um, about that. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, the I, I just wanted to point that out because that's that's hilarious. Um, oh, absolutely. So they start looking for where the triumvirate might be hiding. Um, and they're looking at, at, they're using the mirror, the, uh, mirror map, which if you've played Midnight Suns, it's basically the, it's your mission select terminal. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're using the mirror map to find like, uh, voids in negative energy. Like this is where negative energy is flowing and they're trying to find a gap in it because that would, show a like one of fen's generators yeah um fen being the human dude that's kind of kicked off this entire thing right um so by the way side note uh who do you think fen actually is i have a theory fen fen's gotta be that one scientist that we deal with a lot in the very first missions you're talking about like dr faustus you think yeah fen's gotta be faustus right like, that's, yeah, that's how I've been seeing it in my head. <laughs> I've been assuming that Fen is Dr. Faust. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, <laughs> yeah. And we'll get to a point later here where uh, we haven't gotten there yet, but that kind of gives a little more um, evidence to that. But yeah, I've been picturing that dude in my head just kind of automatically <laughs> without even really thinking about it too much. So I think that might have something to do with it. Yeah. 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 Okay, good. I'm not the only one who is. No, like, yeah, no, I'm with I'm with you 100 percent on that. Yeah. Yeah. Without question. Um, so uh, I guess spoilers for the book, but, you know, we're just putting it together from what we've played of the game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if it is spoilers for the book, it could be just like some. Yeah, we could dude. be we could be completely off base. Completely off base. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they begin looking for where the triumvirate might be. 
Uh, and they, you know, Nico and the caretaker are, are doing their uh, zoom in and enhance on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> on the mirror table um, until they get to a point where they get they f- figure out like a street. And then Robbie is able to figure it all out by using the uh, by asking Siri pretty much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Good old Robbie. Good old Robbie. You know, cutting straight to the heart of the matter. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's um, a practical kid. That Robbie. Practical kid. You know, he's 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 he had to, he's had to take care of his his younger brother. He's, yeah. He knows how to build a car. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I like Robbie. Yeah, um, I like Robbie too. He's fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they arrive. Uh, in a cul-de-sac near the house that they think is is where the base is, yeah. and uh, they there's just a whole bunch of stealthy stuff that they do. They're stealthing around. They're, it is they're a wearing all mission. Yeah. It is a <laughs> snake. <laughs> snake. It is a sneaking mission. It's a sneaking and then, mission. <laughs> and and meanwhile, Blade's like mm, caretaker. <laughs> I'm never going to get tired of it. (laughs) Caretaker. I'm trying to sneak around, (laughs) but I'm dummy thick and the clap of my ass cheeks is alerting Hydra. (laughs) I'm going to keep doing it. (laughs) So they're, um, they, they, uh, continue stealthing around and they, and blade is like, all right, I'm going in and he goes in and, God damn it, it's not just another soulless dude. Um yeah. and another goddamn bomb. Like what this yeah. is the second time they've fa- they've fallen for this, by the yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, guys, you're the Midnight Suns. I know you're not an A-League team, but come on. You're not the A-listers, guys. We know no, that. But you can I mean, do better than this. <laughs> you can do better than this. <laughs> so um uh, they're like, oh, uh, shit, uh, a, a bomb. And uh, we we cut to a van nearby and Fenn gets a notification that the sons are at the house and sets off the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we also learn that he is funding the entire operation. Yeah. Um, He's drained his life savings. To, drained to his get life savings to get this going. Um, and also Zarathos is like, uh, sleeping it off. He's tuckered yeah. out. The but big guy's tuckered out. He's sleeping. He's it literally, off. literally. We have you have this this unbelievably powerful demon lord sleeping it off in your shitty twin bed in the suburbs. That's literally what's going on here. It's so surreal. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Um, uh, meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, the explosion does not. Uh, luckily does not kill the sons because Nico uses a slow spell to freeze the explosion. Um, But it's, it's, it's funny to notice like the guy, the soulless guy who's in there um, is getting like ripped up with shrapnel. Oh yeah. And the, 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 the slow spell only slows down inorganic material so like this dude is like his blood is just like pouring out yeah. Yeah. while like slow motion shrapnel shreds him up. Absolutely. <laughs> they they really do. We talked about this last time, but they really do take the whole well, they're soulless, so they're not real people like 
to an extreme <laughs> extent sometimes. Like, don't worry about it. I know it's a particularly gruesome death, but uh, don't worry about it. They're not really human anymore. So they're not human anymore. They they lost their soul. So yeah, whatever. Don't, don't try not to think about it. You're fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. They're like fine. one step above robots. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much they're just slutty male robots is what it comes down to. Very with this team. slutty male robots. Yeah. That's the other thing that the Solos all have in common is because Satana is finding them. They're yeah. all hot. They're all just they're just all hot, stupid himbos. That's all it is. It's this <laughs> army of himbos. And it's an army I of himbos. Kind of love it. I kind of love it. That's it, it, hilarious. There's an entire conversation. I forgot to put it in my notes where, where like it's an internal monologue or conversation where Satana is talking about how she hasn't been to Earth. Uh, hadn't been to Earth in a while, and now she can just get people delivered to her. Right. She can yeah. just get, it's like, these dating apps are the best. I can just yeah. get people delivered to me. Yeah, they're basically using a dating app as like Uber Eats or something like that. It's, just imagine Satana. It, in any scene that she is not like the primary person, just imagine her in the background, uh, like taking selfies for like... Yeah. On, it's like, fantastic on uh on uh one of those dating apps like and just like you know posing and, and whatever and oh man that's that's just lovely that's just I, I love it i i really do because i i you know in the with playing the game of midnight suns the stakes are crazy high uh you're dealing with this you know godlike dark presence and so how are you going to prequel that properly, especially when uh, the presence doesn't show up until the beginning of the game? Uh, you know, it's like, how do you how do you the Hobbit this? Right. Uh, and 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 S.D. Perry said, well, the stakes don't have to be enormous. It's just right. it's it's a it's it's a couple of idiot demons. They're trouble. But let's just have some fun with it. I friggin love it. I, I love it. I love the route that she went with it. Um mm -hmm. So uh, that was that was just an aside. So they um, uh, she and the other note uh, that that I thought was really cool was that she had to cast it in Croatian because the staff of one doesn't let her repeat spells. Yep, which is like she can do whatever she wants with the staff of one. That's like the power of the staff of one, but she can't repeat a spell. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a great piece of lore i yeah. loved that piece of lore that's a lot yeah. of fun yeah uh, in a in in a later chapter uh she's gonna cast a spell in maori uh um, yes because yes. Uh, like a protection spell because she has a whole list of things like utilities that she's memorized utility spells that she's memorized uh in a bunch of different languages so that she can she can cast them um, that's great so uh chapter nine uh, they're back at the Abbey. Uh, a caretaker is trying to figure out the vault. Um, and Blade has worked out uh, kind of like a, a who owned the house. Like what we the next step, who owned this house? Where can we go from here? Mm -hmm. um, uh, meanwhile, uh, back at the at the even shittier apartments that right. they are now living in. Um, Zarathos <laughs> wakes up to Satana basically forcing a soulless onto him to eat. Yeah. Um, and then they, they do a full roster breakdown of the Midnight Suns and all that. And 
uh, uh, Satana is uh, like has has a few soulless toss the dead body and then there's, yeah. an, there's a room yeah. filled with dead bodies just corpses <laughs> just the, you, yeah put them in the corpse room it's, put them in the uh, yeah uh yeah every house is good that's when they're looking for real estate that's that's man the important thing i gotta is. tell you we me and me and my wife knew that we'd reached like some level of middle class comfort when we found a place that we could afford that had a corpse room it Had was really nice to finally yeah. be able to have our own. I I really liked it. Yeah, and that's it's important to have your mm-hmm. own corpse room for the it's a it's a peace of mind, you yeah. know? Yeah, I mean it used to be that, you know, minimum wage job uh would could afford you a house with a corpse room, but those days are long gone. Long gone. Long gone. Uh a corpse room, um, and uh, you know, the uh, all the Big Macs you could want, you know. Absolutely. It, have you ever seen that the Big Mac index? How many Big, Big Macs? Mac. How many how many Big Macs you can buy with a minimum wage? Um, I haven't and like I have the, I haven't thought of that in forever. Back in the seventies, it was like you could get six Big Macs, and now it's like part of one. Right. <laughs> Good lord. It's yeah, not great news. <laughs> so, uh, Big Mac index and corpse room index; those are the two things. That's that the, yeah. That's I think that's the one people really care about. If I'm being honest, exclusively going to discuss economics mm-hmm. uh, with you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um hold on. I I might have a burp. Hold on. Up. Up. Let it out. Come on. There it is. Ah, uh, you feel better. I feel better. Good. I, I burped myself. You burped yourself. Nice. Just a little, little tap, tap, tap. A little tap, tap, tap. Yeah. Um, so the Blade has figured out a, uh, a warehouse, a storage room that, uh, that the John Doe who owned the house also owned, a, a rental unit, a storage, mm-hmm. storage unit. Um, so they go there and Robbie uses his charm on the guy and says, yeah, my Uncle Max owns it. And the guy's like, yeah, sure. Whatever, kid. And right. gives, <laughs> uh-huh. gives, gives him the key. <laughs> whatever, dude. Whatever, dude. Not my um, business. Not my business. Not my problem. Um, not my monkeys. Gives, not my circus. Nope. This is not my floor. Um, no. <laughs> um, so they uh, they start going through the rental unit and uh, it seems like it's just all trash. Uh, And then they find a duffel bag with a Hydra logo on it. Yeah. So apparently Hydra and NPR work together at some point. Yeah. Like what donation level did you get the Hydra bag? You know? (laughs) And that's the thing is like blade talks about how like, um, here's one of the things I absolutely hate that they've kind of like retconned into Hydra history and like Hydra lore over the years is that Hydra is an organization that's been around since the dawn of time. Yes. And, and I'm yes. like, come on, guys. It I like I want my I want Hydra to just be fucking Nazis. Right. Like, right. Just just they're just Nazis. Like we don't need to like separate them from the Nazis. They are 
just an offshoot of the Nazis, which it's, they did in, in like the in the MCU. They were just the fucking Nazis, like right. a, a unit of Nazis. It's totally <laughs> it's totally understandable that you don't want to draw swastikas in your comic book, even if they're the bad guys. You want to give it a, a coat of some sort of a evil paint. Fine. That's fine. But uh, but let's let's be real here. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't really buy the whole, uh, you know, you ever see the movie 2001? Well, that ape that hits the other ape, uh, with the femur, uh, that's the first member of Hydra. He was that's the, the first very member first of Hydra, Hydra right member. there. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I think that's, and, and, and by the way, isn't this like a secret society? Like, why are they, why do they have duffel bags with their goddamn logo on it? Why do they have a logo? <laughs> God's sakes, you idiots. Don't put it. That's like, like, uh, unless you found out that it was some like edgelord kid who was like, yeah, yeah. I'm part of Hydra. Ah, and he made it himself or and, something. And that's the thing is like Blade, who is not even like Hydra doesn't figure into uh, Blade's like uh, 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 gallery of, of villains no. um, at all. No, not really. Zero percent Hydra in there. And he's like all up on knowledge, knowledge of what Hydra. Is. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think they did that just because he's the oldest guy there. He's the oldest and so guy he, there. And yeah. he does also say, like, I should probably like I should probably reach out to Captain America about this. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He doesn't try to make it like I know more than that it, fucking it, Boy Scout. Yeah, yeah. Cap Cap knows all about Hydra, um, so he should <laughs> like maybe I should reach out to Cap. Um, yeah. And suddenly, it seems like Zarathos is right there. What? And, <laughs> oh, and Blade yeah. and, and Blade and Robbie begin attacking and beating the absolute shit out of him, just wrecking him. Except it's not Zarathos. Nope. It's definitely not Zarathos. Nope. Uh, it, it's magic. It's magic. Uh, and there was a like a glamour trap in the uh, storage unit that made magic look like Zarathos. Um, and they take her back to the Abbey and she is really fucked up. <laughs> she is. She, she's rightfully pissed off. <laughs> she's a little annoyed. Yeah. Just a little annoyed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, luckily, luckily, the the trip through limbo mostly heals her, but yeah. they really tore into her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah that's uh, we're in chapter 10 now nico and caretaker are working on a spell um that can possibly open the vault yeah it'll um, like speed up the process that it'll it has speed to up the through. process it's called like an unspell or something yeah. like that it's it's you need it requires light magic and all that stuff um and they uh the team comes back and they they talk about the glamour that caused it. And they're like, yeah, it's probably Satana, you know, the one right. who does all the fucking glamouring. Um, and uh, caretaker makes an announcement, said, all right, sons are always traveling together from now on. Yeah. Everybody's together to make it safer for all of you. Um, and that we're heading to Transia after lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Grab some of that chicken salad we made yesterday. You know, I made a lovely chicken salad. Uh <laughs> Robbie brought pitta and uh, we'll just, (laughs) we're going to have that. Don't go too hard on it though. We don't want you to get a bellyache when we're fighting the forces of Satan. You want to, you want to avoid some gassiness, you know, it's, it's, um, and it's the forces of Satana. Satana. You're right. (laughs) No, you don't, you don't want to be hit 
with flaming chains and uh, worrying that your friends are going to think that you're an evil demon god and start beating the shit out of you and be bloated. It's just yeah. not, it's not fun. Our, and, our jobs know, are already so hard as it is. And I, you know, I put the caretakers, like I put out some of those sugar-free chocolates, mm-hmm. one, maybe two, but if you eat, eat any more, you're going to shit your pants. Yeah. So. It's just go light on that stuff, man. No, seriously, if anyone's listening, go light on go the sugar-free light on candy. The, on the sugar-free candy. For the it love of make, God. It will make you shit your pants. Oh, yeah. I got. I had a, I had a real touch-and-go couple of weeks there uh, when I uh, I was diagnosed with diabetes and uh, and had to uh, and had to start figuring my diet out a little bit more. And boy, howdy, uh, that that sugar-free candy will throw you for a loop, my friends. So you're like, oh my god, it tastes it tastes really good. Yeah, yeah. What's it's, why doesn't everybody just eat the sugar-free stuff? That's, oh. oh no, that's the worst part about it. Because I do have a, I get awful cravings for candy. Uh, and, yeah. uh, and I, I don't, I don't mean like I need a piece of candy. I mean, like I need to eat a bag of Sour Patch Kids right. and, uh, and that is, that is no go, uh, with, 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 with diabetes and it's no go with the sugar-free candy for completely different reasons. So yeah. <laughs> you got to watch that. You got to watch it, you know? Yeah. Um, but if you're, if you're okay with you know, occasionally poop in your pants. Yeah. That's fine. Which I think, I think at a certain age, you at a certain to, age, you got to just to make peace with that. Yeah. You, you got to make peace with that. It's going to happen. What was that? There was that clip of, uh, of the, the, the baseball player, the former baseball player on, uh, from the Kansas city Royals. <gasps> oh, right. Talking, he's talking about like how he's good. And he's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good for once, twice a year. Shit in my pants. Shit in my pants. That's right. <laughs> I just, I just love, I just love the, the casual, like I, I respect it. I think more than anything else where it's just like, no, he knows what he's about. He doesn't give a shit. He knows uh, what he's about. But I also suspect that he might think that this is a more common thing than it actually is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it happens. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge. I'm just not, no, I'm, I'm no not going to get into details here, but I'm just, I'm also not going to judge. No judgment. No None. judgment, no details. No, um, nope. no, that's that is our that is a long-standing pixel lit tradition. No so judgment, they, no details. So after they all um, eat lunch and probably poop, you know poop. they haven't they haven't pooped in a while. They um, haven't, have they? Yeah. No, we we haven't we haven't. SD SD Perry really light on bowel movement discussion. Yeah, um, she she sticks to the important details. I respect important it. detail. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, they get they arrive in tran- Transia. Uh, Robbie and Magic are on guard duty while Blade is going to stay with caretaker Nico so they can do the spell. Um, Fen. Uh, meanwhile, Fen meanwhile. tells Satana that the Suns are at the vault, uh, and Zarathos, the big lug, is not ready to go back out. He's still asleep, uh, so they're going to go without him. Um, and uh Satana gets there and she sees Robbie and she's like, all right, I, I I think I know what to do. And she like appears in front of him as like a really hot woman. Yeah. Um <laughs> aka herself. Mm-hmm. And um and then gets close to him and stabs him in the gut with like fucking a, stabs him just <laughs> a big old dagger, just yeah. right right in the stomach. 
I um, love it. I love it because at this point she like, she kind of, she's just like, no, I think I know just the thing. I think I understand Rob's weakness. Stab him in the stomach. Like it's just <laughs> stab him right in the stomach. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for some plan, some diabolical it, scheme. <laughs> she She's like building it up as if it's going to be something really clever. Right? And then she just stabs him in the stomach no, and no, leaves. I don't, I don't think you understand. I'm going to stab him in the stomach really hard. So I think, I think it's a, there's a distinct uh, viewpoint on this plan here. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's a good plan. <laughs> it's a good um, plan. And the proof is like, in the pudding. <laughs> uh, the proof is in the pudding. And she like goes, she, uh, let, hey, I'm going to be honest. She goes and she executes the hell out of it. Yeah. Yeah. She, <laughs> she does, you know what? It, it was, it is a, it's a simple plan. Well executed. You've got to give her goes, full credit for that. She goes right up to him, stabs him and then yep. fucking leaves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole thing probably took three minutes tops and, for her. Um, and it's like, so, you know, Robbie's like, I don't, I don't feel anything, um, except he's losing so much blood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Robbie, buddy. Yeah. They make a point of saying like the, the, the spirit of vengeance keeps him from feeling the pain, but he definitely feels some sloshing around in there. That ain't it's, normal. It's like, it's like my, my stomach is, is, is moving. There's organs moving. They right. shouldn't they they shouldn't be moving. They should probably um, hold still, right? That's a thing, hold right? Because they've always held still up until now. Up until now, they've been in one place and now right. they're in more than one place. And I and I feel like that's not a coincidence based on what just happened to me. Yeah, I think they're related. <laughs> yeah. I I so, can't I can't help but feel that they might be related. Yeah. Yeah. So Blade jumps up after Magic calls for help uh with Robbie's having the literal shit st- stabbed out of him. Um <laughs> and uh Blade's like, "Oh fuck. Um Robbie's in real bad shape." Uh they they go down uh the spell is done and caretaker's like, "Oh no, we're done the spell. We can go." Um, and they're like, what? It's not open. And they're like, yeah, well, it's, it's not open yet. I mean, it, we just moved it up a few cycles. Um, (laughs) and they very, they're very matter of fact about it. They're like, look, they can't open it. Uh, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. (laughs) Let's get back to the Abbey and, and take care of this. Uh, Robbie's in real bad state. The, the, the phrase distended Rob, Robbie's stomach is now distended. And it's a real bummer of a word. It's a Uh, real bummer of a word. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, um, yeah, they leave to help Robbie and that's where we end it on that cliffhanger. That is a good note to end it on Uh, good slash awful, but yeah. Horrifying note of Robbie, you know, having being gutted, um, disemboweled by, uh, uh, yeah, by, yeah. by, by Satana. So, yeah, <laughs> her, her, her master stroke, her, her my deeply thought out plan, st- th- smash him with a hammer. Just, yeah, she's like, she's like, so many other villains just overthink shit. And, <laughs> and, and Satana's like, Hey, look, boobs, and then stabbed him in the stomach. I mean, you know what? The classics <laughs> never go out of style. It just, 
if it works, it works. So yeah, I'm with I'm 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 still Team Satana. I still Team Satana. I hope they come out with DLC where she comes to the good side and I get to play with her. Um, Poor choice of words. Poor choice of words. Or or or. Or, or? Um, I, I once I said to to Je- to friend of the show Jesse Garasha um, the other day that the thing that makes Midnight Suns so appealing is like I'm basically uh, I'm like playing with my action figures and forcing yes. them to kiss. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty much the. I'm just like I'm just like putting two action figures together, and then and then, like, and, then and then they kiss, and then um, they kiss. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's that's one of the appeals of Midnight Suns. Other, yeah. <laughs> I mean the the wonderful gameplay design is is the the main appeal, but otherwise, you know, it's fine. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm enjoying it. So uh, you enjoying the book so far, Phil? Yes. I, I mean, S.D. Perry, she's just head and shoulders uh, someone I always look forward to reading. Uh, it's so funny to think about the fact that she was an author. She and her father were authors that I read all the time uh, when I was a kid. And now, uh, years later uh, on this show, I, I get to revisit not just stuff she wrote years ago, but but new stuff and still have a delight in yeah. what she does. It's one of those rare instances of um, revisiting pieces of uh, art that you loved as a, a kid and and then and going, nope, this is still pretty goddamn good. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't happen often. So I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm not going to look that gift horse in the mouth. And uh, in case you were wondering the the number of years that Phil covered up there is 30 <laughs> 30 years yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's 30 <laughs> give or take yeah you know when, when i was those- when oh, i was a kid God. i would always wonder like i wonder what's going to be like uh when i can say that something happened 20 years ago and it'd be <laughs> in my lifetime <laughs> Like something like that, like that thought crossed my head more than once as a kid. Sure. And now I can say things happened 30 years ago and I don't like that. I don't, I don't care for it. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm extra put off by um, just as you say, you know, it's like I'm, I'm 40 now and it's like, well, what, you know, if, if, if uh, okay. So look, the first alien versus predator novelization by Steve and Stephanie Perry, uh, who is our, our SD Perry now uh, came out in 1994. So okay. next year it will be, it'll be uh, uh, 30 years old. Yeah. Um, and uh, is that right? No. Yeah. 30, next year is yeah. 2024. Yeah. Yeah. 30 years old. So, uh, so yeah, about uh, uh, 10 uh, <laughs> I was, you nailed it. Actually, you nailed it. Um, you kind of nailed it. Uh, so, so you, you ask 10 year old Phil, like, what do you, what do you think you're going to be doing? What kind of books do you think you're going to be reading when you're, when you're 40 years old? It's like, uh, probably the same stuff, uh, <laughs> by the same author, by the same author, but we'll be friends on Twitter. What's Twitter? Never mind. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't think about it too hard. Uh-uh. Um, 
we got to break down her her aversion to being on podcasts. I, I know. I, I wish we could get her on the show. I'll, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna revisit that. She's yeah. She's she's we've we've actually gotten to the point where she's just, we're just like liking each other's posts that have Aww. nothing to do with anything. That's um, sweet. It's kind of cool. Like, isn't that like the whole point of social media? You're yeah. like getting in contact with these people that you like so damn much, and it's neat. It's really neat. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to write her again and just be like, hey. Hey. You know when Hi, we when man. we first when we first brought it up, uh, it was like oh it was God. A, it was a year and a half ago. It was a year and a half ago, and we're still doing this. You know, it was a brand new series. We had ne- we hadn't even released the show at that point, right? Uh, you know, we were we were just top loading stuff, and uh, and at this point, you know, you figure it's like okay, well, come on, you know, we, we we're we're normal uh, with with very generous quotation marks uh <laughs> quotation marks that have had plastic surgery several times um you know uh, uh, uh around that but i i don't know I, I think it's worth asking her again uh yeah she, she wasn't she wasn't unfriendly to the idea she's just not a huge fan so sure uh we'll give it another shot we'll ask I very nicely i got it um all right, so that 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 wraps up the book segment for tonight. I gotta ask Phil. Uh, then, uh, what are you playing? Oh, I'm glad you asked uh, because um, I got to the halfway point with um, Midnight Suns with the video game. I got to part two, um, which is the halfway point. Yes, I- yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I looked it up. And I thought, <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying it. Um, it is a little exhausting in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it can be, it, it's, it, it makes me think of persona five, which was the only persona game I ever played by adored it. Um, but there was always, it gets to a point where there's always something to do uh, to the point like Civ, like the whole one more turn thing where you're just like, I have to break away from this or I'm just going to keep, I'm going to find constant reasons to keep playing this. And Oh my God, I'm 50. Uh, And it's going to be tough. So I, I I'm getting back to it, but I took a little break. Sure. uh, After that. And I started playing uh, a Signalis. Oh, okay. And I got to tell you something. Uh, Sure. We've talked about, the games of the year thing. And every time we've done this, there was always, there was always at least two games that I start playing after we've chosen our games of the year that I know for a fact, I would have put on my top 10 list if I had played them. Marvel's midnight suns. Yes, absolutely. That would have, that would have been in my top 10. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been my top 10. Um, you know, in the, in the, in the lower five, uh, probably, I think Signalis might have been my number three. Oh wow! If it continues the way that it's going, I played yeah. it for. Uh, I've got about two, almost three hours of it in. Yeah, uh, I love this game so much. Everything about it, it. It's surprising to me because I, 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 honest to God, think that I, I had been, I had just all kinds of people that I know who have played it, who have described it. Uh, and I was like, this does sound like my kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not an anime guy. And so the anime aesthetic 
may have been something that kept me from just booting it up immediately sure. based on the recommendations I've had. And I regret that so much <laughs> because it is just everything you love about the first three Resident Evil games uh, combined with just a little, little, just a little taste of old school Metal Gear. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very... Yeah. much metal gear solid one yeah and 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 uh and a really nice just smattering of of frankly just anything you ever played on the ps1 yeah it's i never and here's the thing i was not a playstation owner i did yeah. not own the first playstation uh i was an n64 kid um and so somehow this game is making me nostalgic for an era of games that i was not a part of right um, and it is the, the storyline is fantastic. The, it feels good to play. The puzzles are very clever, uh, without oh, being, with the, yeah, with the, yeah. the radio thing and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. 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 Without being obtuse, you know, like they're clever enough that you feel smart for getting them on your own, sure. uh, but not so difficult that like <laughs> you're about to break down and cry. Right. Um, the storyline is very spooky, very Philip K. Dick. Um, and, uh, and despite the low graphical quality and everything like that, it is genuinely scary at times. Uh, it's Mm -hmm. jarring in the same way that like the first Resident Evil was. Yeah. Um, I I agree. Adore this game. I am. I'm, I just, I, I am, I just love the feel of it. Uh, every time I've booted it up, it's taken me to a wonderful place. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, that's the thing. So it's like, this is exceptionally frustrating for me (laughs) because this just, this wouldn't have just been in my top 10. This would have been been like my top five. This would have been way up there. Uh, at least if it continues the way, uh, uh, that it's going and I have no reason to think that it won't. Yeah. And so there was some discourse recently on Twitter about like, uh, people talking about endings, like, not spoilers for yep. Signalis. I mean, just talking about the nature of the endings of Signalis. You're like, oh, what's the good ending? What's the bad ending? Right. And right. and I think that was like, um, I haven't beaten Signalis yet, but if the endings are anything like the plot or the story or the way the game is presented, it'd be like, I don't imagine any of the endings being definitively good or bad. No. Uh, based on the way this, because th- this, this story is very like, Okay, so what parts of this are actually happening? <laughs> right, right. And I forget who it was. It might have been one of our mutual friends. I don't remember who it was who said it. Yeah. But someone made a, a made a wonderful comment about um, the problem with the whole good ending, bad ending thing is that it kind of upends your own experience of the story that you're going through that you sh- they, thinking of it as a good ending or a bad ending is already hamstringing you because it's about the conclusion of the game you played, not this arbitrary. Is this the good ending? Is this a bad ending, et cetera. Um, and I think that's really smart. Uh, it's a really good way of looking at it. And, yeah. uh, and, and it's way easier to do that with games where they've uh, managed to put in, you know, six, seven, eight, nine endings, uh, yeah. rather than just a binary kind of thing. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I, I adore it. Uh, I love its, uh, soundtrack or lack thereof. <laughs> I, uh, 
I I'm just I'm I'm having a blast with every bit about it. And I'm going to be really sad when I finish it, to be completely yeah. honest, which will probably this be this weekend. <laughs> it's got a lot of. Yeah, I don't think it's particularly long. Um, uh, it's and it's got a lot of apparently it's got a ton of anime references in it. Um, the one I think I noticed most often was the um, it. So it's like the the setting of it and using a lot of like German in the in the a lot of german yeah is is very much a neon genesis evangelion reference yes um, i'm glad you said that because i i totally agree yeah yeah um which i think there was a lot of like german stuff in in that um, and one of the main characters is german and yeah uh, yeah i like i love that i just i love that i just said i'm not an anime guy and you reference one of the only animes that i unequivocally love uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like i'm just a goddamn liar um but yeah i agree i've, I've seen a lot of it there is um there's a similar style uh in the cuts and the editing and yeah uh, i yeah you know, honestly, if if you were to make a video as as a professional editor yourself, uh, if you mm-hmm. were to make a video about the editing uh, in a game like this, I would watch the shit out of that. I'm just oh, saying. OK, I'll 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 consider it. I don't <laughs> just like, throw that gauntlet down. Let's see what throw you got. That gauntlet down. Um, the other thing about it is, oh, I just oh, and you can never trust the narrative of a game no. that references the king in yellow. Just FYI. Right off the bat, too, by the way. <laughs> right off the bat. They tell you immediately. They're like, hey, unreliable narrator. Here's the king in yellow. It's like, oh, you dirty motherfucker. Okay. It's like, all right. Hey, here's the book that inspired all of Lovecraft's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Have you ever read uh, the collection, The King in Yellow? I've read parts of it. Yeah, well, that's all you need to do, uh, because honestly, he I was I didn't I was I was not I went in blind. I was not aware that, like, I think two of the five stories or whatever are just like melodrama romances that have nothing to do with right (laughs) horror or anything. And so when they ended, I was like, did I miss something? What the hell is going on? Yeah. 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 It's just kind of chunks. Um yeah, so Signalis, I would probably would have put it on my top 10 as well had I finished it, but yeah. I did not, and I need <laughs> to get back to it. I, uh, I, I would love to hear uh, your thoughts on it. It's, 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 I'm really enjoying it. So, uh, but, but what are you playing then, Kevin? What am I playing? I am playing the, uh, uh, that, that uh, Star Wars game, Jedi Fallen Order. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I I got it for sale the other day when they were doing sale stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'll play it. Um, and, you know, I'm having a pretty decent time with it. It's mm-hmm. it's um, it's like it's if you like Star Wars and if you like a little Dark Souls in your Star War, then <laughs> that's you get that's how you get Jedi Fallen Order. Um, okay. It doesn't quite have the uh, level design that Dark Souls has. Um, it's it's like I can see it. You know, it's it's got mm-hmm. the it's got stamina. It's got the block bar. It's got all the all the it's got all the Dark Souls accoutrement. It's got shortcuts. You know, mm-hmm. you got shortcuts and bonfires. Uh, you got yourself a Dark Soul. Um, right. Right. <laughs> They got a sequel for that coming out this year. They right? got a sequel for that coming out, so I figured I would uh, fire it up, try to try to 
uh, get my way through it before the, yeah. the sequel comes out. Because a lot of times it's like not until the sequel that a lot of the uh, other games in the Souls-like genre really get their handle on what they're doing. Um, right. Because like I love The Surge 2. Um, didn't really like the sur- the first Surge that much. Okay. Um, so hopefully um, I'm, I, I like uh, Fallen Order more than Surge 1. Uh, hopefully, though, it makes a, a similar leap. And also it's uh, Respawn Entertainment who who made it. Um, and Respawn Entertainment, uh, I believe they are the ones. Yeah, they're the uh, Titanfall peeps. Um, and I, oh, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And I love Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2 is quite possibly one of my favorite uh, games of all time. I so. never finished it and I adored it. Um, it's it, Isn't that funny how that happens? It, when I was young, that would never happen. If I loved a game, there's no way you could get me to stop playing it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So Jedi Survivor. Um, yeah, it's coming out this year. It's uh, from a uh, third person narrative driven uh, game from Respawn and de- developed in collaboration with Lucasfilm. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm excited um, and I, I like Respawn uh, as a company. Um, I, I just I wish there was more Titanfall. Um <laughs> I don't think you're the only person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Apex Legends takes place in the same universe as Titanfall. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's that's their, you know, their arena battler. Um, uh, does that even have support for it anymore? Apex Legends? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Oh, it does? Okay. I wasn't yeah, sure yeah, if that was I one of the ones people, that they just gave up on. No, they gave up on the on the multiplayer. I think for the first Titanfall was under like a, a DDoS attack. Yeah, yeah, and, no. and people couldn't play it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I. Oh well. Um, oh well, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's uh, that's what I, I'm playing right now, and what I just finished was uh the case of the golden idol oh okay we talked about this last week did we yeah didn't we did we did we did i recommended it oh it's on my wish list because of you well i'm not going to talk about it again then (laughs) no i don't think you'd played it at that point uh i think you were just yeah 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 i'm like you didn't like get into it get into it uh i don't i don't think People are people are listening, going, you fucking idiot. Of course he did. He talked for 40 minutes about it. I don't uh, remember what I talked about last week. No, no. Probably write these things down. Case of the Golden Idol is like a point and click. Uh, it's it's very much a Lucas Pope like. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, oh, can we have is that? Tell me you came up with that on your own. Is that I did. Can we I coin did. that? I Can we love coin that. It? Sure. Lucas oh, Pope likes. Oh, I love it. A Lucas Pope like. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a Pope like. Um, Pope like. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so yeah, that's um it's it's really good. Um I know uh Harry from Video Games Are Bad, it's been like mm-hmm. eating away at his brain for a while now, and he's gonna do a video on it. 
um, because he's been really thinking about what constitutes a detective game. Um, And he is he has decided that uh, it is not a detective game. I don't know if that's spoilers for his video, but maybe the video will be out by the time this. Oh, the video should be out by the time this episode. Sure. Watch the video Um, anyway, people. Watch watch the video video anyway. Uh, He's he's very good. He's very good at what he does. Um, Yeah, but it's 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 a little uh, it's a mystery. You know, you, you have to figure out the the all these individual murders that surround the golden idol. Um, and there's a dozen or so mysteries and they'll take various, you know, the varying time to solve. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, sometimes it requires you to remember past cases. I know the final one, you have to look back at all the past cases to oh, kind of put wow. it all together. Okay. Uh, but it's it's fun. You know, it doesn't it doesn't it take looks great. It doesn't take super long to beat. But I feel like it's a I feel like it's a bona fide fill game. It uh, just the aesthetic of it. Um, and I really loved Oberdin. Um, I, I these deduction games, stuff like this. I really did enjoy that. So, yeah, yeah, that's going to have to be something I play this year. I would say Oberdin is still a much better game, but this oh, is well, a this is a pretty this is a pretty good pope like. <laughs> Oberdin is is I mean Oberdin isn't just a good game. It's it's it goes into this. It's like the difference between a book and literature. Uh, <laughs> Oberdin is a game that should be studied. That game is it's impossible at the same time. That is one of the only games that I've ever played that was difficult that I have no issue with telling people I cheated to figure out how to beat this game. Yeah. Uh, there are other games that I'll, that I'll be more coy about it and go, yeah, maybe I've got a hint here. No, no. Oberdin, I had to get walkthroughs to get through this game. Uh, and I still had an immensely satisfying experience. Yes. Uh, so that's, that's, that's nothing. That's not, that's not a fair comparison in the slightest. Uh, yeah. So it, it, it looks fun. I love the aesthetic. It's very culty, very weird, very wicker man. Yeah. Yeah. Got a lot. Anything that feels uh wicker man ish. Yeah. Um, either version of the wicker man. I don't care yeah. if it feels like, it feels like the original classic or bees um, or bees. <laughs> 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 not the bees the wicker not, man story not the bees um yeah so either way i think it's great um and that'll do it for tonight's episode um yeah. if you can do us a solid follow us on social media at pixelit pod uh on both twitter and instagram uh go ahead to our website pixelitpod.com subscribe to our newsletter if you in, do you enjoy getting the episodes early well if you do you can only get that through our newsletter um so do that you can get the episodes a couple days early and then uh maybe i'll start using the newsletter for other things Ooh. i don't know what those other things are yet i don't um, we haven't got a plan yet. we haven't gotten that far yet but well, we're probably s- gonna be places this year so that Ooh. would be a, a good way to know good way to keep in touch with us absolutely um, also from the website you can uh, hop on over to our discord and uh chat at us there um so yeah that that'll do it uh Good book, good times, good company. Uh, Have a good evening, everybody. Good evening.